everybody. Welcome to this Xbox Live episode 273, looking to 2014. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, and with me this week, as always, is my good buddy, Rob. What's up, everybody? Also known as Presar on Xbox Live. Good and to be here. And we have a very special guest joining us this week. At the top of the window up there, you can see uh, Mr. Bo. Hey, good evening, group, also known as Ben Faloki. So some of you heard, uh, you you, reckon, you probably know him from, uh, uh, he was the one that accompanied me to the Xbox Tour event here in Arizona a little while back, and uh, I think he's a little excited today to get on and talk about a very particular game that kind of <laughs> took us by surprise uh, at that tour event, and now we've got our hands on it for real, so... For reals. For reals. We're going to be talking about that. So, I guess uh, first thing first, Rob, uh, everything sound good on the old audio check? You betcha. You betcha. It sounded a-okay. Man, I think we're figuring this thing out. Oh, don't. Oh, you just jinxed it. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) (laughs) The internet now is going to implode. I mean, we're not just going to drop our uh, our Skype chat and everything. The internet will implode. Exactly. So, oh well, that's, that's the way it is. So, uh, be sure to check our website, thisxboxlife.com and also you can support our show. And I just want to say a big thank you because a lot of people are supporting us, but you can support us by shopping at amazon.com You can go to our website and click on the Amazon link. It'll take you directly to our affiliates page. Or you can go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon and bookmark that. So when you do your your Amazon shopping, you will always be using our link. Uh, We do appreciate it. We see a lot of stuff coming in. And all I can say is at this point, we're about to the point where we're going to start being able to give stuff away. There's enough of you buying stuff. Um, Like I said, we got to clear our costs, and we are almost there. We've almost caught our costs uh, uh, from you guys, and everything beyond that is all coming back to you guys. It's all so, gravy. It's all gravy, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking we're going to hey, figure and, out what we're going to give hey, away here pretty soon. And, you know, speaking of Amazon real quick, uh, there's a pretty good sale on some stuff uh, out there right now, at least for the Xbox One, you know, let alone the 360 stuff, which is there's there's always something on sale for the 360 on Amazon. But I saw a little uh, news post earlier today that they've got a whole bunch of Xbox One titles for forty nine ninety nine. You know, so you know it's ten bucks off, and if you get the discs, you don't do digital distribution. You know, definitely check them out because you can probably get them shipped for free and everything. Right, especially if you're a so, Prime member. So. Oh yeah, I mean, then you got it free <laughs> for sure. Yep. So. so. But, uh, okay, so good news. We had a um, uh, another giveaway. And if you guys recall last week, we, we gave you kind of a trivia. This one was a little bit harder. You didn't have to see anything in the video, but you did have to probably go and look something up. But it was super simple. I mean, I pulled this question because all I did was a wiki lookup. I looked at the Wikipedia page, and it was like wiki, in the wiki. first section. So, um, but the question was... Uh, initially released in the arcades in 1994, the game Killer Instinct was rumored to use what hardware engine? And, um, yeah, I think that was Ultra 64 was the answer we were looking for. And uh, we got lots of correct answers, but we can only get yep. one 
one winner, and the random winner was drum roll, Bl um, bless, blessed. It's like B one E S S E D. So blessed is his first name's Jake. So congratulations, Jake. I will. I will send you the code via Xbox Live tonight after we're done recording the show. This will unlock Killer Instinct on Xbox One with all characters unlocked. And again, thank you to Ty J for um, giving us that code, man. That's, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. So, all right, before we get into what we've been playing, I got a little something special here. I want to show you this video. And... Um, Oh, and I forgot to put the Killer Instinct image up. So, Killer Instinct, yeah, new game for Xbox One. But um, I want to show you a little video. This was me playing Forza 5, and Kristoff, uh, a member of our community, was his Drivatar was in my game. And I'm just going to play this. Now, I originally <laughs> went and captured this footage because I'm like, dude, he cut me off and spun me around, right? So I captured the footage, and then just before I posted it, and I was all done, I was, I was capturing I looked at it, and I'm like, well, maybe it's my fault. So I posted it on our Facebook group. Some people said it was my fault. Other people said it was Kristoff's fault. So we'll play it in the video here and let you guys see. So here we go. Let me, let me cue that up somewhere here. Alright, I was gonna do this clip because I was gonna blame Kristoff for hitting me, but when I watched the replay, I guess it is kind of my fault. You tell me what you think. So, so there you go. I don't know if you guys are getting a chance to see that in the, uh, on the Twitch feed, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and play it one more time here as we talk, but I, I cut him off, you know, I went on the inside curb, but I, I, he did catch me on that back corner, so I, I say it's my fault, um, but someone was saying in the group, well, I went on the inside, and he should have backed off and given me the right away because I passed him, but I think it's my fault. But So I can't really blame his drive guitar, but, you know, I, I'm curious as what you guys uh, what you guys think if you're watching that video. <laughs> Rob? I, th I think you should, uh, uh, first off, be getting, like, a ticket just for driving a Talon. <laughs> and then... Yeah, it's it's hard to say because I was just watching here on the Twitch feed, and uh, there's a pretty substantial delay to it this week, which is kind of weird. But okay, here I'm watching it again. Okay. So yeah, I mean he was just coming through the turn right there, and you just got right in front of him. I mean it's purely all your fault. <laughs> what do you think, Bo? Is it my fault? I figured it is, but <laughs> what do you think, Bo? I uh, I'm not really uh, gonna make a comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it's my fault. I I really when I was playing, I was like, stuck on that avatar, uh, drive avatar, Kristoff, you, you jerk, you you ran me uh, off the road, and then so I you know I I actually yelled, you know, Xbox record that, and when the race was done, I yeah. came back and looked at it, and then I was like, well, maybe it wasn't his fault. Okay, I kind of I kind of hit him in the front corner, so. But I still love this game DVR thing and being yeah. able to do this. It's so cool. <laughs> Even yeah, though I you can call people out on stuff. Yeah, but next time I'm going to call someone out, I better be right. <laughs> and you know what? I just noticed in the upper left corner, it says good pass. Well, that's that's <laughs> what someone was saying on the Facebook. Yeah. Said, I did say I had a good pass on him. 
so that's why they said it was his fault. <laughs> so somebody's phone's ringing. Yeah. Woo. So no, I actually just since I've seen it like twenty times in a row over here. So <laughs> what basically happens is you guys are in the middle of that. What was it like an S curve or yeah. whatever they call that? So you go on the inside and then just like cut over to the other side right in front of him. So if he's just driving, you did basically whip out in front of him. I know. I, it's definitely yeah. me. It's all me. Yeah, it is definitely. I, I just, but I, when I saw it, I was like, you know what? I want to post it anyways, just to have some no, fun. No. But no, it's awesome. definitely me. He was all cool. So, and hey, we got someone, another person from Arizona, watching in the Twitch feed. Hey, hey there, welcome. I'm glad you're watching Twitch, and the two of us here are our Arizona homies too, as well. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. But uh, so uh, the next picture I got up here, uh, you see two this Xbox Live cars. I thought this was kind of cool, and um, the uh, Dawn for Life was the community member that actually made this car, the black one. She had done um a design, a TXL design on this car, and I actually had, had definitely used it and put it on my car, and and I don't know, I'm pretty sure this is my car, because I put that TXL bumper sticker like in the back there, I don't know if she did the same on hers, I don't recall, but uh, uh, but I do believe this is my car with Kristoff's uh, TXL car right next to it. I thought that was a really cool shot that he sent us. And uh, or posted up on our Facebook group, so that's pretty cool. There's TXL being represented out in Forza Five, so keep it up, guys. That's awesome. We might have to send Kristoff uh, a little something just for representing us out there. Yeah. And and, and Dawn, <laughs> she she's she oh, created sure. the the ones I'm using. So, but that's cool, guys. If you guys got some cool Forza Five stuff, uh, shows off the TXL, make you know take some screenshots and send them to us. We'll we'll pop them up in the Facebook group and on the show alright so where are we where are we here I guess we can jump into what we've been playing so we'll start with Bo uh, what have you been playing this week um, <laughs> well I've been playing a, a, a little known game called Max uh, for, uh, for the most part and then uh, of course Peggle 2 is uh, still going strong and uh, there was uh, one other guy, a ghost, a little bit of ghosts. All right. How about you, Rob? Did you get any gaming in this week? Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, I did uh, uh, fire up Max. Uh, I think it was the day or the day after uh, it came out. Uh, very, very pleased with that game. Uh, are we going to talk about it later? Or should yes, we? we are. Yes, we yeah, are. Okay, so I won't, I won't say much then. So uh, there was Max. I did get uh, Walking Dead, uh, Season 2, Episode 1, and I did complete that, and wow. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's the Walking Dead that we know and love. Uh, there was a, a post on our uh, Facebook group um, where uh, one of the members mentioned that it was uh, more tense. That is for sure. The whole thing is tense. One thing that kind of surprised me was initially I wasn't sure if it was going to be in the same program uh, per se. Like it would just be another episode that showed up. Mm-hmm. So at first off, I booted up Walking Dead, and then I tried to see if it was in there. 
did a refresh and all, and it wasn't. So then I went and I downloaded the new application. It was about eight nine hundred meg download, and the the, the storyline was awesome. It was uh, a little weird at first, not playing as Lee, just because you're so used to playing as Lee for if you played the first game. But that lasted not even probably five minutes because immediately you're all full of anxiety <laughs> and you're all nervous about what's going on. And oh, I mean, it it wasted no time. It wasted absolutely no time. And, you know, just where you think you're kind of in a good place, they pull the rug out from under you and you're in chaos. And that's how the rest of the game was. And the, there was a decision right at the end. So I, I tried to play this game a little bit differently. And I, I'm trying to purposely not give a lot of details because I don't want to spoil this game. Because right. if you talk about this game, you spoil the game for somebody else. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll wait a couple episodes or something like that or mid-season or whatever to talk about it or yeah i'll put a hurting on you because i haven't even downloaded this yet believe it or not yeah and uh i saw this game i I played it a little bit different because the the first game i really started off trying to be kind of neutral i tried to be everybody's buddy do you know what i'm saying where I tried not to upset people. I tried to do what was right for like everybody. And this game, it was, it's really like, uh, you try to make a good decision, but if there's any risk at all with person X, you go another direction. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think that they're a bit, you go, <laughs> you know, it's like you move in the other direction, you abandon them, you don't waste your time. So I kind of went that way. And it was really interesting where in the last decision of the game, you have to choose between these two people. And there's one that's kind of a screw up and one that is kind of like uh, like uh, a person that you know is a good person that makes good decisions and something happened that created a little bit of doubt as to what their status was and I went the opposite direction without even thinking I'm like no I'm not even going to risk you know if he's bit or whatever and then the game ended right away and I regretted it I'm like oh my gosh what did I do you know because I'm now stuck with this dude that's kind of a a schmo. (laughs) And, you know, you don't trust him. I mean, he's... And it's like, you really want to be with that other person, but they're dead now. And uh, it's just just fantastic. I I did also want to mention that... Bo, did you play? You didn't play this, right, either? No, no, I haven't. uh, No. Okay. So, one thing about the game that really surprised me was that it was not smooth. It was very jerky. The graphics were upgraded. There's definitely a difference between uh, last season and this season. They did some engine upgrades, uh, probably better textures, who knows what else. And it's a prettier looking game by far, but it just was not smooth. And there were some, 
there was a couple of spots where you had to basically you know fight off zombies for example and you had to dodge left dodge right you had to do all these button combinations and things just weren't registering because the game would like pause for half a second and it would just throw everything off it's like you know you jog to the left and then it just sits there and the next thing you know the zombies on top of you it just i i don't know if it's just the initial release maybe some bugs that they've got that i need to work out but uh i was really kind of disappointed by that a little bit you know it didn't detract from the game a whole lot it did uh, make the game a little more aggravating in those times where you had to complete the uh, the stunts or whatever. But uh, you know, it only maybe had you do it a couple more times than what you normally would. But fantastic! I'm glad it's back. Now I'm ready for uh, the Wolf Among Us uh, mm-hmm. episode two. That's the one that's gonna keep me like uh, going for a little while. I wish they would stagger them so. You, know, you got Walking Dead, and then a couple weeks later, you got Wolf Among Us, and then you know, then that way you don't need to wait too long in between the uh, releases. So, go ahead. It's interesting. You realize this is the first time you've played something all the way through before me. <laughs> no, there was there was something else I remember that I played. That was maybe like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I haven't even downloaded this game, and I, I know it's there. And you know, I'm not sure. I, mean, I got to ask you guys. I, I obviously, Rob, you went back to the 360. Bo, do yeah. you feel the need, or like this is a game I love, the first season of Walking Dead? I have not gone and bought this game, and I have not played it this past week. And even though Max came out, I was looking forward to this, but I, I've been sitting here going, well. Do I really want to buy it because it's on Xbox 360? For some reason, I've never had like two consoles like this of the same, you know, like a PlayStation 2 and a PlayStation 3 or a, a Nintendo and a, you know, Super Nintendo, whatever. I've never had like two generations of the same console in my right. house. So now it's like, I kind of feel like I really don't want to play on my 360, and I'm not sure why. And I have not gone and bought. Walking Dead because it's not on Xbox One. Bo, what do you find yourself in a kind of similar situation, or do you? It doesn't matter to you, or what? Well, I, I got rid of my 360, so oh. a little a little easier for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there there are definitely some uh, some games out there, and had the X One not come out, I, it wouldn't be an issue. I mean, we were happy with the 360. There's nothing wrong with still supporting that platform, but for me, at least, uh, moving forward. So what do you think, Rob? Am I just being... I mean, it's weird. I can't explain why I really don't want to go and spend money on a 360, because I hardly ever boot it up now. I I just don't. I I booted it up once to watch the VGX, because it wasn't working on the one. Um, And I I booted it today just to make sure I grabbed that Shoot Many Robots. But I downloaded it, and I never played it, so... uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I... I know what you're saying. I really wish that it was out on the Xbox One. I'm surprised that it isn't, but it's not really keeping me from going back to it, especially with my setup. I've got dual monitors at home on my computer, and I've basically got my 360 on the left monitor, and then my right monitor is my Xbox One. So (laughs) I can actually have both up and running simultaneously. And 
I think actually while it was downloading, I think I was playing. Was I playing Max? I was doing something on Xbox One while it was downloading. However, um, as soon as it was done, I did go back to the Xbox One. It's uh, I, I I've kind of got what you're saying just a little bit. It just you you're in the new ecosystem. You've been there for a while, and it's kind of like where you want to stay. Yeah, man, that's like I boot up my 360, and I'm like, I'll look away, I'll go do something, I'll come back, and it's still booting up, and I'm like, come on, man, where the one is just like, I walk in, and bam, it's on. I mean, everything is on and ready to go, and it's like, so now it's like I'm sitting here going, well, I don't want to wait the two to three minutes to boot the thing up, and, you know, I I don't know, it's so stupid, I'm like, and I've never experienced it, it's just like, why do I want it? Why do I not? Why have I not played this game? It's something that I really loved the first round. We were looking forward to it, and now it's out. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's on, you know. It's it's like, ah, 360. I don't need it. <laughs> but, oh yeah. And it is weird when I pick up, I pick up my one controller. Okay, and that's what I've been using for quite a while now. But then I pick up the 360 controller, which looks the same. I should have grabbed the white one. But the, the I never realized how small the shoulder button, the bumper buttons are. You know, uh, until you pick up a 360 one, you're like, wow, those were really small. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I I felt as I played, I'm like, you know, when I first got the one, I'm like, yeah, the controller's nice and everything. But then it's like, you know, I like the 360, but now that I go back, then it's like, wow, this thing is... I really like the Xbox One controller. It truly has been improved in so many ways that I didn't even know needed to be improved. Um, so that's kind of cool. But I'll probably play Walking Dead this week. Uh, hopefully I'll get some time over the... I doubt it, but I'm going to try to find some time over Christmas here and get, get that game uh, played. So Yeah. But, all and, right. And I can tell you Clementine goes through a lot. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I want to see what there, she goes through. Like that might just be brutal, but they definitely played on some of the stuff back from uh from season game. one. Alright. Some traumatic stuff from back then, yeah. And uh there's this one guy that I know I, I sent him a message on Twitter. I'm like, you know, did you play this thing? He was very disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh I I I'll I'll talk about it uh when we talk about the show, I won't actually even mention a tiny bit of what he was disturbed about because that'll give it away. I mean, there's some like, oh, there's some surprising stuff where it's like, what they didn't? Yeah, that's disgusting. And All then right. like, give me, give me more. All right, so I uh, guess I'll go download it tonight. I'll go do that tonight. And- yeah, and it wasn't very long. It was, it was actually they're never either like two to three hours. Yeah, I'd say it's probably closer to two. But it it actually went by fairly quick, and uh, I think this is the first time I played one in, in one sitting. Oh wow! Where normally I would just take like a little break and you know finish it within a day or so, but this is uh, one sitting. Okay. I think I started it around eleven, and I finished it uh, early morning. Did you just buy the season pass? No, not yet, but uh, I definitely will. I figure I'd figure I'll just buy it when uh, when episode two comes out. Why give him money in advance? And then I saw... So there was also a problem with Max. Where... Uh, We're going to talk about Max. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the goods and the bads here 
it's almost like the second to last topic we talk about. Mary. Yeah. All right, fine. So, so hold on, and, hold on to it. And I, and I did play Peggle just briefly, and partly that was because of the problem with Max. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So uh, that's about it. Okay, well, I played Peggle Okay, two. show's over. <laughs> I'm done talking. No, it's my turn. <laughs> um, I played Peggle 2. Um, I've also played Rise. I finally did complete the campaign to Rise, and uh, I did send that game back to Gamefly. Uh, that was an excellent story. Uh, I really did enjoy that game, and I thought even though the ending sequence was kind of strange, I still really liked it. Um, it was a really cool game. I really enjoyed it. Um, repetitive, yes, but it was still a very good story, very fun to play through. It was a challenging at the end. Um, they did ramp it up. Um, so it was good. I had a good time. And, of course, I played Max the Curse of Brotherhood. So we are going to talk about this game a little bit later in the show because there's some good things to talk about and there's some bad things to talk about. So we're going we're gonna to be honest as we always are. So even with something we love, we're going to talk about what, we didn't love about it. So let's go ahead and jump into our topics. I know Bo's going to lead us off here um, with some uh, achievement discussion. So what do you got, Bo? Uh, well, one of the things that um, you know, we tend to migrate towards are the uh, the gamer uh, achievements for the for the games, and um, I've uh, been checking out some of the other apps on the Xbox One, uh, specifically Amazon, and. Uh, you had mentioned there was a, a series that I should watch, uh, you know, based off a question on achievements, on um, how to get them. And so I got hooked on a new, uh, a new series called Justified. Oh, and, yeah. And <laughs> I, uh, seven, uh, seven episodes in a row marathon without a break. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I see all these uh, things popping up, and, and they're not – you know, they're not contributing to the uh, the actual gamer score, but they're still pretty cool. Saying, you know, you've um, opened, you've watched uh, five dramas before the end of the year, or uh, you know, whatever it is. That just uh, just a whole bunch of achievements that you can get from other apps that uh, I think are as fun as um, getting the gamer score apps as, or uh, achievements as well. Now, did you? Um, the, what do you think? What's your thought on these achievements? Because they don't they don't count as points, so they're they're just like the challenges. They they call them an achievement, but they're all zero points for these apps. Do you think that that's kind of a lame or like they copped out, or do you think we should be getting points for these? Um, I think they've gone the, uh, the the politically correct way of saying you're wasting a lot of time sitting on the couch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just something uh, – Entertaining about seeing uh, a message pop up on the screen saying "Congratulations, you've achieved something else for you know doing nothing." <laughs> <laughs> you've just watched fifty hours of TV. Congratulations! Here's nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, have you now? Do you find yourself using applications to get these zero point achievements? Um. No, only because I don't have enough time to do everything I want to do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm finding uh, this generation's game. Maybe it's because I'm older. You know, I don't know. But uh, this generation's games are a a little bit uh, more frustrating, uh, more difficult. Uh, 
you know, more of a challenge. And uh, as you said, we'll, uh, we'll talk about Max in a minute, but it's, you know, it's not turning out to, uh, to be the little kids game that you think it is just by the, uh, by the imagery. And, yes. um, so I'm, you know, I've bounced from Peggle to, to Max to Dead Rising to, you know, a bunch of different games. And I'm, I'm finding that when I get frustrated watching TV and still getting a message saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're hanging in there with us. I like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Yeah. It's um, interesting. I, I did. I do know that I watched like with Amazon, I did watch one of their beta. No, what was it? Not beta. Their, their, um, special program. What is it called? I, I betas. Well, there was a show called Betas. There was another one called Alpha Males, I think. But there, there was the, the achievement is watching oh an original program that so it's an Amazon original, and I did find my house. I actually watched one of those half hour shows just to get the zero point achievement. I'm like, why? Why? Why did I waste a half hour? Because I wasn't even interested in the show. I'm not watching the rest of the show, but. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's kind of the way they kind of hook you in there. But uh, the Amazon ones are easy to get. Um, in fact, I got them all really relatively quick because I do watch streaming stuff on Amazon. Um, and I know I made a couple other recommendations to you for some shows. And uh, I'm just going to shout a couple of these out. For anybody that is watching uh, the Amazon streaming app and you want some programs to watch, Justified is now gone. Justified is on there. I think it's all but the last season is free. Um, and you might want to set your DVRs if you do like the show, because the new season is about to start, I think, here in January. Um, uh, Sons of Anarchy, all all seasons except season six, which is the one that just ended, which was, oh my gosh, fantastic. You want to talk about jaw-dropping season finales. I was blown away, almost just shock, grotesque couldn't believe what I was seeing type of thing. Sense of Anarchy is a fabulous show. If you can get yourself through like season two, I think it was season two or three was really pretty horrible, um, but they did redeem themselves and they are just killing it every season. Uh, both of those are excellent shows you can watch on Amazon Prime, in- instant streaming. Um, what was a couple others I told you about? Um, the Canadian Falling. SWAT team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Flashpoint. That's it. Yeah. That's a really good TV show. I think there's four seasons of it out there. Uh, it's a yeah, Canadian SWAT team. Really good show. Um, I really like that. And uh, Falling Skies is a is a really good one, too. Oh, yeah. um, that's available on there. So there's a couple ideas. If you don't know what to watch, you want to watch some TV, or some, and you're an Amazon Prime customer, uh, check out some of those shows. And if you guys got any suggestions, you can uh, sound off on our Facebook group on things you guys might think that other people might want to see. So, and I, I think these are just appetizers to get us uh, prepared for the programming that's coming out next year. I, I just think that there should be some kind of achievements to some of these because, like, one of them, like the Fox program, they're like, watch a hundred hours of programming. Uh, why? You know what I mean? I, I know if people if they gave points out, people would definitely use it. You know, I think the fact that it's not it's really worthless. I don't know if people are gonna work towards that, but. Well, Amazon, you know, they could actually, down the road next year, it's a possibility of there's zero points now, but after so many hours of watching their app, maybe you get a gift card or a code for a percentage off ordering through Amazon. Yes, great idea. And you know what? I got to mention, Bo and I talked about 
what what did we talk about recently? And that's good. I'm glad you brought it up because that will probably happen now because we're on a roll, Bo. <laughs> we talked about wanting it. We wanted an update. You said you wanted an update before Christmas. You got it. I said last week I wanted Max. We got it. <laughs> so now we want gift cards for watching Amazon streaming on the Xbox One. We want Amazon gift cards. So there you go. It's going to happen in 2014. <laughs> so you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right. Yes. So. All right. And, so, go and ahead, Rob. You know, I, I just wanted to add uh, one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about where you watch that show for that achievement. So that free achievement basically bought more than a millions of dollars worth of advertising ever could. Because <laughs> they could have you know, put like millions of dollars worth of you know, TV, prints, whatever advertising in front of you, never would have watched it. But they do a little achievement and boom, you're there. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? One thing, though, that they've accomplished is on that Fox Now app, I did go ahead and download it because uh, I've started watching the TV show called Almost Human, um, which is a new okay. series that just came out this 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 past fall. You're watching the a, U.S. version, right? What do you mean? I didn't know there British, was. It's British. It's a British show that they brought over, like oh, really? The Office. Yeah. Almost Human, the cop show with the robots. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't sure. know that. So yes, I'm watching the U.S. version, and it's a fantastic show. I really like it, and it's available to watch on Fox now. So I had actually had a couple episodes of DVR that I was behind, and I'm like, well, let me watch it on the Xbox One. And uh, so I did. But what happens is now there's commercials in there, and it's it's a bit more of a challenge. You can fast forward, but when you're streaming something, it's not as easy to. You know, as your DVR, it's a lot easier. You know, you know, you hit the button like six times to skip forward, and bam, you're almost perfect. You know, you can skip that three minutes worth of commercials just right. But when you're streaming, then I ended up like, well, it's more hassle trying to fast forward. Nope, I went too far. Then you go back. Nope, then you're still watching commercials. So I ended up just watching the commercials. There's not as many, but they're still there. And so I ended up watching commercials where normally on my oh, DVR no. I wouldn't. So. <laughs> so yes. I don't plan to watch the Fox Now app anymore. I'll I'll stick to my DVR. But yeah, um, and I did find that that one like doesn't work. That's like the only program I can watch. So when I go into like one of the other programs, like we'll just say Family Guy, I can't watch even the most current version because it comes up when I click on it. It says uh, to, to click here to review or to to, to activate for all episodes. But DirecTV is not um, an authorized provider, so I can't watch any other of the shows. But Almost Human, I was able to watch. So, so I don't know. But I'll just stick to watching my DVR. <laughs> so. And by the way, that uh, the British show is actually Being Human, not Almost Human. I, I confused that. Okay. Oh, and on a side note, I. This is something that I used uh, the other day when I was uh, on my business trip. Uh, there's a website that's pretty sweet. It's called Can I Stream It? It's canistream.it. You look for a show, and it'll tell you what service it's available on, and it searches iTunes and Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, all that good stuff. Okay. Just a little side note. Cool. All right. Well, let's, let's move into your story there, Rob. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, Plants versus 
Zombies uh, Garden Warfare. Uh, there's a, a new mode that was revealed called uh, Gardens and Graveyards. No, wait. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare Gardens and Graveyards. The mode is called... That's it. Oh, yeah. So it is garden. Oh, hello. <laughs> All right. Gardens and graveyards. So there was a, a nice little interview that was done on Major Nelson's website uh, uh, in regards to it. And uh, he was talking, or they were talking with Brian Lindsay, the producer, and they were asking a little bit about... Uh, the game. So essentially, uh, the new mode uh, we're showing off is called Gardens and Graveyards. It's a mix between uh, Battlefield's Rush and Conquest modes, intertwined with some tower defense elements similar to the original Plants vs. Zombies, supporting up to 24 players per session. Uh, they say the setup's pretty simple. Zombies has a limited amount of time Zombies have a limited amount of time to try to capture the garden bases and turn them into graveyards. These garden bases will be defended and fortified by the plant team. But if the zombies manage to capture a base, uh, they can use the newly captured uh, graveyard as their base, and the battle shifts to a new objective at a different location on the map. The maps in uh, gardens and graveyards are quite large in scale, and uh, as the battle progresses through the different uh, base objectives, the scenery and action gets crazier and crazier. And, uh, yeah, I, there's a, a video of of this thing. It's uh, I don't know what to make of it. Did, did you guys see the video? Yeah, we're watching it playing? now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. I was looking at this thing. I'm like, you know, it, it does look nice, but seriously... <laughs> <laughs> it's like cheesy, but uh, I'm sure everybody's gonna love it. It's it's some one of those like weird, quirky looking things that I think is kind of gonna be a hit. I think it's gonna yeah. be a hit. I think it'll be yeah. Really oh fun. yeah. Although uh, what scares me is when they say it's like Battlefield, and it's like uh, maybe I don't want the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope it works better than Battlefield 4 did. <laughs> it's like Battlefield on a Wii. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Don't say that. But I, uh, I think it's something that's going to be fun. I, I think it'll depend on what they price this thing at. If it's a $20 game, then I'll be on it. If it, they want yeah. $50, $60, then I'll be like, uh, no thanks. You know, so. Absolutely. It, it definitely looks like something that really doesn't take itself too seriously. It's very cartoony in look, and you know it's a lot different than it ever would have looked like in Battlefield. Well, yeah, I so, mean you're a jump, you're a pea pod running around spitting bees yeah. out at zombies. I mean, what do you, of course it's quirky, doesn't take itself yeah. seriously. So, absolutely. What do, what do you think, Bo? Is this something that interests you? Well, I'm watching the video. Um, you know, it, it definitely depends on the price point. Um, I found out that, um, you know, uh, Peggle at, what was it, $12? Yeah. Uh, Max at 15 Those are great price points. Um, that uh, Angry Birds at 50 or 60 not a chance. Right. If this is in that under $20 range, which seems to be the sweet spot, then absolutely, it, uh, 
I could get twenty dollars worth out of it. Yeah, it's hard to pay fifty dollars for Angry Birds Star Wars on Xbox One when Angry Birds Star Wars Two is free on the App Store right now this week. So <laughs> it's like I just got it free on my on my wife's iPad and on my iPhone because yeah. I just grabbed it because it was free. <laughs> but my kids will love to play it. So, but yeah, fifty dollars? No, thank you. So hopefully this will be. I'm hoping this is more of a fifteen dollar title uh, and not much more than that, but. They may go off that Plants vs. Zombies, you know, love affair that people have with it. And I can see it that being a $50 title since uh, that's what they did with Angry Birds. So I'm a little concerned. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with it. Okay. So, all right. Well, um, Dead Rising is getting some... Uh, new DLC, and we talked about this uh, last week, I believe, but it has been delayed. So Cop Cop uh, Capcom, see I'm pulling a Rob now, Capcom has announced that Operation Broken Eagle, the first DLC episode for Xbox One's Zombie Smasher Dead Rising 3, best game on Xbox One, has been pushed back to January 21st. This will add new content to the massive open world of Los Perdidos. Uh, is a major undertaking, and to ensure we provide the best possible experience for players, we are putting a few additional weeks of polish and testing into the episode before it's released. An announcement from Capcom spokesperson uh, read, uh, they say, stay tuned for additional updates. The first DLC episode was originally due on Christmas Eve, um, so now we're going to push it back a month. Th I'm glad about this, actually, because um, I know that uh, Christmas Eve, uh, Halo Spartan Assault also comes out. So then I don't have to, like, grab two games, you know, on the same day. So I, it kind of stretches it out a little bit. And we've got, you know, kind of a gap here with not a lot coming out until next February. So I'm kind of not too worried or upset that this is being pushed, even though this is a fantastic game. So, But it'll give me a chance to take a break from it, play some of this other stuff that's coming out, and then go back to it. Um, this Operation Broken Eagle is going to follow Spec Ops Commander Adam Kane, who is on the lookout for the missing president of the United States. This episode adds some new base weapons, one new combo weapon, an additional vehicle, and some fresh threads to the game. It's the first of four planned DLC episodes that are part of a Dead Rising 3's $30 season pass. So that will be out January 21st. All right. Uh, the Xbox video app is now live for Windows Phone 8. Uh, this is something that uh, you Windows Phone people can download uh, to your phones and uh, get it up and running. There's, um, what is it, uh, standard definition is the only thing that it can handle right now. Uh, hopefully that's going to change in the future. And, uh, yeah, so you can enjoy your content on, on yet another platform uh, in addition with the Xboxes, uh, Windows 8, and now Windows Phone. Watch those movies. Yeah, exactly. Get those get those uh, zero-point achievements, right? I wonder if those achievements for that. So Probably. Maybe. Alright, last week I think I talked about this about Rise. I, I put Rise in it had like a 3 gig update and I wasn't sure why. Um, but I found out that um, there has been some free game updates to the game. So 
Uh, Rise Sun of Rome, you can experience the free game update to the Gladiator mode, and this includes two new level events. In addition, the first add-on pack for Gladiator mode, the Colosseum pack, is available, adding two new character skins, two new arenas, where you'll spill your foe's blood and grow your legacy. So, the... The free game update adds new content to Gladiator mode. So th this is going to introduce the following. Two new level events. It says, as you slay barbarians in the arena, two new level events will occur randomly across a variety of maps. And let me, let me replay that. Um, will occur randomly across a variety of maps. In the first, a new enemy turret will appear and bombard your gladiator with deadly arrows until destroyed. In the second, reward statues of Roman deities will emerge from the sands and can be activated as a one-time bonus to boost your gladiator's health uh, or focus. Uh, new arenas and gladiator skins are available with the costume pack or the Coliseum pack. This costs, uh, they're available for $3.99 through the uh, marketplace um, or they are part of the season pass. So there's two new arenas, Henge and Ascension. Henge asks gladiators when, uh, tasks gladiators with seizing an ancient forest shrine from hordes of barbarians and securing it for Rome, while Ascension combatants must fight their way through burning embers of Hades' lair up to the lavish surface. And then, of course, you get the Commodus or Centurion skins. So that's what's available in that new update. That is all. Rob, I think you're muted, buddy. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so, you are. So uh, ID at Xbox is uh, the independent developer platform that Microsoft has launched for the Xbox One. Uh, they talked about the first batch of games arriving in early 2014. Now they're kind of saying that the first batch will be closer to the third month, meaning March and when they say that, they probably mean March-ish. Because, uh, you know, that's something that I don't think Microsoft can really affect too much. Because if the third-party developer doesn't have a game ready, it's just not ready. So um, we're looking at March, possibly for our first releases on there. Uh, earlier this month, they did, maybe like three weeks ago, they released uh, a list of uh, over 30 different developers uh, that were participating in this program. A bunch of them are, uh, you know, pretty uh, well-known developers. Uh, a surprising one is Crytek, considering that they do, um, you know, full-on retail games. They're they're also in this, so it's kind of like a, a double hook for them. And uh, there's a bunch of other names, uh, like the guys that did Fruit Ninja, Double Fine, um, and so forth. So uh, look for those in about three, four months or so. Back to you, my friend. All right. Well, we heard about Xbox Entertainment Studios, and uh, that's the new TV st uh, studios, if you will, that's being uh, brought up to speed um, through Xbox. But Xbox Stud and Entertainment Studios has announced an original documentary series that will debate. Oh, man. We're just B BJ bloopering all over the place today. <laughs> Neither one of us can talk. Cause he's, that's because he's in the chat. Yeah, see, it's coming across to us. So. It's like karma. <laughs> but this, uh, so Xbox Entertainment Studios announced an original documentary series that will debut exclusively in October in 2014. And uh, you got to give me a moment. I have to take this. 
Can you take the story, Rob? Sure. Absolutely. After I open it here. All right. So uh, since I really wasn't paying attention to what Mark was saying, I'm just going to start over from the beginning. So uh, Xbox Entertainment Studios are, are debuting a documentary series uh, exclusively on the Xbox. Uh, did I say Sony? I don't. I meant Xbox Entertainment. If I said Sony, if, if I did it, okay. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going. It's, it seems to be one of those days. Uh, so they announced an original documentary series uh, that's going to debut on the Xbox in 2014. Uh, it's going to be uh, done by uh, Simon Chin, which is uh, an award-winning producer. He did uh, Searching for Sugar Man and Man on Wire, and then also a producer, Jonathan Chin, which is, does uh, FX's 30 Days and PBS's American High, and uh, through their media company called Lightbox. That's as far as you got. Yeah, because I start over because I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying because I was looking I'm, at my next story. I'm so sorry. I thought that was uh, that was I thought that was an important call and it turned out to be not. So my apologies. So you want me to take it back? <laughs> sure. Why don't you start over? No. So we can do it a third time. No way. Our collaboration <laughs> collaboration with Xbox offers an unparalleled opportunity to make a unique series of films around the extraordinary events and characters that have given rise to the digital age, said Simon Chin. Our goal is to produce a series of compelling and entertaining docs which will deploy all the narrative techniques of Simon's and my previous work. It's particularly exciting to be partnering with filmmakers like Zach Penn who come to this process from other filmmaking disciplines and who will bring their own distinctive creative visions to this one, added Jonathan Chin. So Jonathan and Simon are the perfect team to spearhead this series for Xbox. They are consummate storytellers, and they plan to match their creative sensibilities with the best talent in the industry, uh, commented Xbox Entertainment Studios president Nancy Tellum. These stories will expose how the digital revolution created a global democracy of information, entertainment, and commerce, and how it impacts our lives every day. So, <clears throat> I gotta ask, are, does this does this sound like a, their their first show is going to be something that's just mind blowing and awesome? Mm. I don't, Does, is, don't you think it's kind of built up to be that way? Yeah. So, would you be surprised if I told you that the very first show that they're going to do is going to be uh, the very first... I'm sorry, let me just read it, because I can't even say it. The first film in the groundbreaking series investigates the events surrounding the great video game burial of 1983. The Atari Corporation faced oh, with overwhelmingly negative response to the video game E.T. the Extraterrestrial buried millions of unsold game cartridges in the middle of the night in the small town of Alamogordo, New Mexico. <laughs> hey, I used to live there. Um... So maybe you lived on an ET burial mound. <laughs> maybe. Um. So, yeah. I, I mean, you read this and it's like, wow, they're gonna do all this stuff and it's gonna be cool. And these guys are storytellers, and they're gonna talk about burying ET Atari twenty six hundred cartridges in the desert. I'm like, what? <laughs> are you guys excited? <laughs> I actually had that game. <laughs> yeah. I remember it well. So did you guys bury your copies, or did you actually play through? No, I played it, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So I actually never had an Atari. I I played a uh, a friend's. You didn't have a twenty six hundred. No, I had an Odyssey two. I wanted an Atari, but <laughs> my dad came home with an Odyssey two. Supposedly, it was better. You weren't one of the cool kids. <laughs> no, but everybody I knew had it, and uh, so I just basically went to their house to play. And then when I got home, I, I got to play something different. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Is, maybe bust of both worlds. Who knows? Back then. Well, anyways, this shooting will begin in January. The series will air exclusively on Xbox One and Xbox 360 in 2014, and will be available globally in all markets where Xbox Live is supported. So, yay. <laughs> the story behind the burial of E.T. Yeah. So, that, I, I just, I'm like, man, I, I hope they do better than stuff like this, because, I mean, it'll, I'll watch it just because it's going to be, like, the first show that they do, and... I hope it's interesting. I'm kind of curious to, to 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 hear about this story, but I'm like, this is not the type of stuff I was expecting from this Xbox Entertainment Studio. So I hope they got something more than buried cartridges up their sleeves. So we will see. Yep. So uh, Electronic Arts is in a little bit of a legal jam, I guess, uh, over some Battlefield uh, Four stuff. Uh, there's a couple of law firms that have launched uh, investigations and class action lawsuits against uh, Electronic Arts. Uh, in particular, uh, with Battlefield 4, where they're trying to uncover if the company misled investors on what was going on with Battlefield 4 and on the game's impact on company revenue. And they're basically saying that investors who lost more than $200,000 uh, between July and December of this year, you have until February 17th, uh, 2014, to contact the law firms and, uh, you know, I guess uh, get yourself up on that uh, class action lawsuit. And they're basically saying that EA violated the uh, Securities Exchange Act of 1934 by not disclosing the game's multitude of issues before release, where then investors weren't able to make an uh, informed decision about uh, uh, their money. Uh, and of course, EA did not, uh, uh, you know, uh, or EA uh, stock uh, declined uh, sharply following the announcement, and uh, future DICE projects will be put on hold. Oh, wait. Hello. EA stock declined sharply following the announcement that future DICE projects would be put on hold until Battlefield 4 was fixed. And, uh, yeah. Oh, poor EA. All those server issues and the legal issues. Can't they do anything right? It's They're not the uh, voted worst company in America uh, for two years running for no reason. <laughs> I think they're trying for three years now. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see them in that contest again. Yes. So, I I thought the interesting thing about that was, which I don't know if it's going to hold water, but you were reading about how they didn't divulge the problems you know, beforehand or whatever. What game comes out doesn't have issues. No, I'm, for not, sure. I'm not trying to stick up for EA and I'm not sticking up for Battlefield. 
but I'm just saying, you know, every game that comes out had, does have issues when they first come out. I mean, Battlefield, I think at this point, shouldn't be having as much as it has because of they've a lot of these things have always been there and they don't seem to fix them or correct them and they've got the money to do it so it would be nice to see a game like this that would come out and not have as many issues as it does but again it is a pretty big game there's a lot to it but i don't think it's that big of a leap over what the previous game was you know visually it looks good and i know there's little things but for the basic gameplay and stuff i think it should be working by now you'd think they'd have it figured out but to, to say for lawyers to come in and say people are losing money, investors are losing money because you didn't divulge issues that you knew there were, well, how many other companies do the same thing? I mean, how often do we say, hey, we're just beta testing this when you when you buy it right out the gate? So I, I don't know if that's really going to hold water and go very far. Yep. Any any thoughts there, Bo? <laughs> You're awful quiet. <laughs> Oh no, I'm uh, I'm agreeing with it, um, but that's yeah, kind of goes back a little bit earlier in the year when um, when uh, Microsoft got into a little bit of hot water um, regarding releasing games and charging for the updates that they just wanted a um, you know a game with uh, minimal issues when it was released, and you know here's an example of EA uh, look at the whole Tiger Woods franchise for the last ten years maybe. It's the same game over and over and no improvements. So, you know, maybe at this point EA is going to be forced to deliver a a game at the beginning that uh, people want to play and, you know, not release betas. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. There's, what, three lawsuits and nothing's been done on the consumer side. This is all going for the investors and stuff, so... We'll see if a con- if a consumer class action lawsuit finds its way there too. But I don't know the people I know that play the game. I mean, uh, I've heard some things that they're not happy with, but none of them have been screaming, freaking out, you know, um, you know, wanting to burn down the EA headquarters or anything. No one seems to be really upset about it. I do know there's another EA title that came out, Need for Speed Rivals, that I've seen people say they, every time they earn something, they'll come back to the game and everything they earned is gone again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder. You know, I was planning to get Need for Speed Rivals here after Christmas, but do I really want to do that if they're holding? If everything else is on hold to fix this game, you know, I mean, I know it's a different development studio, so they should still be, that studio should still be working towards fixing Need for Speed, but again, it's another EA title, and it does kind of make you think, well, uh, what what is going on with all these EA games, where they have a constant loss of, you know, it's you're losing your data, you're losing the gameplay, you know, you, you want to play games to have fun, lose yourself in them, get away, step out of reality if you want to have fun and do things that you can't actually do, you know, I'm not a Obviously, I'm not going to cut the corner on Kristoff and smash into his car in real life, you know, so you, you can have fun with that in the video game world. We're not, you know, some people out there are in the helicopters and sniping people while they're cruising over Iraq or Afghanistan, but not all of us get to do that, so we get to pretend. So the last thing I want to do is spend all these hours pretending to do something, pulling off some cool stuff, and then you come back the next day and go, oh, it's all gone. Just wiped out your whole experience. It's like, you know, well, what's the point of that? Yep. So I think that's the frustrating part, but uh, 
hopefully hopefully maybe these lawsuits will help push EA to get better quality control. I guess that's all as gamers all uh, other than that the only thing we can do is speak with our wallets and stop giving money to publishers and developers that don't churn out a good product. So or wait six months <laughs> yeah. until it works. <laughs> then buy it. That's right. After then their, you'll probably get it half price. <laughs> there are a multitude of patches. Because uh, Need for Speed Rivals was something that I was really kind of toying with getting. And just the other day when I was reading that series of posts on the Facebook group where they were talking about the issues with it, I'm like, I don't want to go through that. I'm not going to drop the money and have issues. I want a game that I can play and not just replay. You know, it's basically like Living Groundhog Day. Remember that movie with (laughs) Bill Murray? It's like Living Groundhog Day in in a game. And it's like, okay, uh, I want to relive the same spot. I want to move on. So, yeah. Poor EA. Nah, I don't know. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. <laughs> All right. Oh, moving on. We got a rumor. And Ooh, this yeah. is the Killer Instinct developer is supposedly now working on a futuristic shooter. So Double Helix recently launched, like I said, the Xbox One exclusive Killer Instinct and they are is currently at work on a Strider revival. Yet, thanks to some online resume snooping, it appears that the studio also has a futuristic action game in the works. Earlier this month, OXM discovered an image in the CG Society page, which is the one that we're showing on screen right now, um, page of Double Helix artist James Pack. Uh, that image is partially shown, and like I said, is what, that's what we're showing. And as you can see, it doesn't look like anything from Killer Instinct. Could be Strider asset, though further evidence seems to negate that possibility. Uh, Alan Will describes himself as a senior visual artist at Double Helix on his LinkedIn page. The upcoming Strider reboot is listed in his credits, though directly below that we see unannounced action shooter, a game slated for release on next-gen consoles and the PC platform. Though Will's description of his duties does little to describe this mystery game, he does partially describe his role in the game's creation. Quote, development of high-quality textures, particles for various effects such as smoke, energy, plasma, disintegration, electricity, and explosions using third-party software such as Maya Fluids and Photoshop and proprietary tools. Further, Will claims that he researched and conceptualized the look of explosions and rifle-based weapon effects as well as organic humanoid weapons, melee, and character effects. So... Now, possibly, maybe we're gonna see a another shooter. It wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me being the Xbox platform. So we yep. are the shooter console. So perhaps we will see something from Double Helix here in the near future uh, next year. You know what really amazes me is how these people find this stuff. <laughs> you know, know, it's just okay on LinkedIn. You know the guy that fills the vending machines at, you know, Double Helix, you know, posted this. On, you know, it's... How do they track this stuff down? <laughs> I want to be that kind of consultant where I just get paid to, like, surf this stuff and find these things. You just got to find the right job, man. <laughs> yeah. Professional snooper. Yep. So, All right. All right. Now we can talk about it? We can talk about it, and I'm actually... All right. Being that... Uh, I'm going to probably throw a little video up here so as well. But let's so, talk about it. 
Oh. It, in this case, is Max the curse of the brother of, of brotherhood? <laughs> okay, I gotta. What's I gotta going on? Are you... I don't know. What's up, Bo? <laughs> hey, I'm putting on the uh, the thinking cap here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, Rob, what do you what do you got? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. There's this game called Max, the Curse of the Brotherhood. Maybe you've heard about it. It came out on Xbox One this week. Uh, when was it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? It was before Wednesday. Like, anyway, so the game came out, 15 bucks on the Microsoft Game Store. And it's basically a game that we've been uh, looking forward to for quite some time. At least I have. And then uh, the guys joined the ranks. Uh, basically, the premise of the game, if you're not familiar, is that uh, Max is really annoyed by his little brother. So he goes online and he finds this um, chant or spell or whatever you want to call it. And then he reads it and all of a sudden a portal opens in the wall and this creature just grabs his brother. So Max is going to go save his brother and give him his glasses. So... Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, we're done talking about Max, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think Bo's got some things Let's to move say. Let's move on to the next story. I've got some things to say. <laughs> A couple, two, three. All right, so yeah, why don't you guys start? Go ahead, Bo. I'll let you start. You got the thinking cap on. Oh, that's uh, right. You know, uh, I fell in love with it uh, as soon as we saw it at the Xbox One tour, and that's all we could talk about. I mean, that was that was the uh, the game of the year for us, despite never even hearing of um, of the game really before. And um, it, as much as it doesn't disappoint, it frustrates the heck out of me. Um, it is it is not a a kids game. It. Um, the you you have to draw everything perfectly for the connections to work. Um, I, I love solving the puzzles and figuring out how to get from A to B. The problem is when you know how to do it and still can't do it, mm-hmm. it's frustrating. And the I, I'm stuck on um, I think it's uh, part three, the sliding escape or something. Oh. And it is so frustrating. I can get halfway through it and just not get these little rock towers drawn in time. And uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of the quick time events. Um, that and, uh, and not being able to... I, I don't mind that it's linear. and It is a side-scrolling uh, platformer. But I do not like not being able to free roam the camera and look up high or down low. Oh, yeah. And so you're you're running full bore to the edge of the screen, and all of a sudden you have to stop so you don't fall off a cliff or something that you didn't see until you got right there, and that that gets a little frustrating. Yep. I think with yep. with me, it's uh, I love the game. I really do. I really do love the game. But I also have been so furious at this game at the same time. That part where you're on the slide, mm-hmm. I, I posted a video of me finally making it through, and I must—I felt like I must have done it 50 times over trying just to get. And you had to, and 
I, I like the puzzles and trying to figure it out, but what I don't like is when you're being chased or it's like a, now all of a sudden it's a timed thing. Because what I've noticed is when you go to pull your right trigger to pull up the marker, there's like a delay. It is not instantly there. And then you have to like move the marker over to where you need it. And by the time you do that, you're usually dead or it's too mm-hmm. late. It, it, it's like you have to get it perfect. So this game is basically um, you're going to be doing stuff over and over and over until you get lucky. And that's what happened on the slide. I knew exactly what I needed to do, and I kept drawing that little vine out as he's jumping, and then it slows down, which I, I think that game mechanic's really cool, where all of a sudden like you're, you're leaping off this thing and everything slows down. I think it's really cool, and I, I love some of the ideas they have in this game. Um, and, and doing that, but when you draw that vine and then he doesn't grab it for whatever reason... He, he just flies past it. I had that happen many times. Um, or you you draw it and you don't get it to him before the, 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 the slowness speeds back up. Um, you know, the, the slow timer runs out. Um, those types of things are, are just really annoying. And that's where I think the frustration with this game comes in. And it, it's... You know, I don't know what else to, to say about it is I'm now at like level 5-1 and I'm stuck because you have you're in a it's it's a time thing where you, you got that big monster chasing you and I can't get to do it's like you got to get you got to jump and swing and you got to use different powers to make things happen and then you can't even find everything that you're supposed to do before you're dead. I mean, it's like some of these things are kind of hidden, so you need the time to look around. And they don't give you that on every section. Now, some areas, obviously, you do get that opportunity, but you don't all the time. And that's where I get frustrated is I love it until I'm until that monster's chasing me, until those quick times or those, those quick, mm-hmm. fast sequences, like the slide that you're on. That to me completely kills this game for me and takes all the fun right out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had parts that you weren't having that. You were just okay. How do I get from here to here? You know, you can see like okay, I got I got this little branch, and I got this. Uh, in fact, there was one part where I walk in on this cave. Right, I'm like at the top, and there's this little area. So you walk, and then it drops way off, and you drop to your death. There's like a vine at the or a, a tree branch that you draw at the top, and then there's like this other thing way underneath, and I can draw that. It's just a, it's a vine, and I'm like, and I got to get over to the right somehow, and I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, I sat there for a long time trying to figure out what I needed to do before. You know, so then I'm like, okay, well, I, I cut, I draw the branch, I cut it, I move it to the edge, I notice that it'll hang. If I draw it a certain way, I can get it to hang on the edge, then I can connect the vine to it, because now it reaches. And then I'm like, okay, so then I was trying to push the thing off, thinking, I'm going to push, it's going to come over, and then swing back. But it never did that, it hits the wall and stays there, so I'm like, well, what good is that? Finally, it dawns on me to hang the, the log, attach the vine, then cut the vine 
from the originating point. So now it's hanging straight down. Then you can kind of, and I didn't know I could climb down this log, but you can climb down the log onto the vine, and then you got to swing over before the swinging motion moves the log, so eventually it's going to fall off. But it was like, that was really rewarding when I finally figured it out. I'm like, this is cool. I felt the accomplishment. And then you get onto this thing where there's big monsters chasing you, and you're just like, ah, what do I do? What do I do? And you, you don't have the time, and I don't know. Oh, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. The marker's cool, but it does that game. That mechanic is not fast enough. You don't, you can't get it up on the screen quick enough for those particular events. And that's the frustrating part of this game, I think. Um, so it's it's really kind of like it's a real love hate. I love the game, but I hate those parts, and that's where I'm stuck right now. This thing is chasing me, and I can't get m- any further. Um, and I've taken a few days off of it. The other issue I know Rob ran into, well, I, and I also ran into it as well, is if you step away for a few minutes, <laughs> set the controller down, and step away and your power turns off on your controller, and you come back and turn your controller back on, and you get the message saying your Xbox controller is disconnected, you turn it on, that message doesn't go away. <laughs> um, for some reason, the game does not recognize when you turn your controller back on. And what I've had to do several times, and I know Rob had to do it and it worked for him, was you basically have to launch, because it's a digital game, you can't quit the game. So when you hit your Xbox button and go to your home page, that game still runs in the background. Um, if you have a disc-based title, you can go down to the bottom right corner and hit your menu button, and you can quit the disc-based game. It'll actually kill it running in that VM in the background. When it's digital, you don't have that option. So we both had to run like Peggle 2 or something to launch yeah. another game, and then you know, then once that was up at its title screen, then relaunch Max back to the title screen and and play it, you know, from where it left off. That has been fixed, by the way. Oh, they, they must did. have rolled out a update or, or something. But uh, as of yesterday, I think it was uh, it, that was uh, no longer the case. Okay. So now, when it pops up, when you bring your controller back, it does go away. Well, that's good news. I'm glad they fixed that. So, yeah. But the the one good thing about this game is that the the save points are fantastic. Um, you will die a lot in this game. In fact, I think there's an achievement for for doing five sections um, with it not with it not uh, or not dying. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. It's just there's an achievement I'm not going to get. I I do know. That uh, Democulus one K'd the game. Oh yeah! And uh, congrats out to him, man. I, um, I I was hoping that this was going to probably be one that I could do, and I don't know. Um, and my concern now is I haven't found all the secret areas, and if I'm going to have to do some of these hard sections over again, I probably won't even go after all those. Um, I I don't know what I'm going to do, but. Uh, at least the save, you know, when you do die, you usually start right where you left off. So that's been very good. 
that helps with the frustration, I think. But um, on these slides, like the part that Bo's on, you end up going all the way back, and you got to start the whole run again. And then the couple times you have to watch the little cutscene intro of the thing going rah and coming after you, and it's like, really? Do I really need to see that? You know, can't you just start me right at the beginning of the level? Um, so there, there's this game. And I know someone in our Facebook group said that they they almost lost their voice yelling at the TV because of this game. So um, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's it looks it looks so good. The levels are very good. It's a beautiful game. Everybody does need to experience it, but just know going into it that there is going to be some frustration ahead for you. See that that's why those Amazon achievements mean so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got five achievements today. Oh, what'd you play? Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. I watched Justified for twenty hours. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you're right. The, the quick time it's uh, you know, ten, fifteen seconds of load, probably about eight to ten seconds of running one second of you figuring out what you need to do and dying and then repeating the whole process over again. Yeah. And after about, you know, eight, ten times doing that in a row, you just have to shut it down. Yeah. I, I'm i surprised I survived that one on the slide. I I really feel I I wish I knew how many times I made that attempt because it might have been more than 50. I'm saying 50, and I'm trying to be pretty accurate. I, I mean, I think that's a pretty good guess. Because I just sat here forever. It just felt like forever doing it over and over and over. And I, I, I was. It was so ridiculous, and I was starting to laugh because I was getting. You know, it was almost just so stupid hard. It was just like, come on, you know. And um, but now where I'm at, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to make it past where I'm at because I know what I need to do. I can't get the marker to appear fast enough. So I don't. How, how do you get past the game mechanics? You know, obviously it can be done because Democulus completed the game, but I, I guess he just you know must be one of those things. It's just going to be till you get lucky. So we're going to have to see a screenshot. Make sure you got the thousand. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure he did. He just... No, no, I'm I'm sure he did. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, and also. Uh, Rob, just so you know, Bloxta says that the issue of the controller yeah, saw that. is still happening to him, so he goes back to the dashboard, presses the menu button and, and quit, then relaunch Max. When I've gone to the dashboard, I don't have the option to quit. I've not seen that. I don't either. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure why he can quit and we can't. Maybe we're in the wrong spot. Maybe. Maybe we need to be highlighted over the main big box because I always move down to the one that says Max uh, because that's what I do like with Dead Rising 3 or, or Rise. I go to the disc one where the disc is and I hit quit. So maybe try it from the main window. Hit the menu button and then say quit. Maybe that will let you quit the digital game. Um, so it looks like it's still going to be an issue until they give an update. So we'll see what happens. So anything else, guys? Um, my only other comment I can think of is it's priced perfectly. I think $15 is a great price for it. Um, it's a beautiful-looking game. 
there are a few hiccups that you need to be aware of. It's going to frustrate the crap out of you. But I think it is a game that everybody needs to play. It is fun. I'm about to get the fireball. If I can get through where I'm at, I'm going to get the fireball, which is, I think, the last part of the marker. Um, so I'll have, like, all the powers. So I can't wait to get that part and see what else I can do with it. But it's, it is fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now it's, now it's my turn. Okay. You guys had your say. You guys had your say. So I've been looking for, forward to this game for some time, and I think it was last episode, maybe the episode before, where I said I was really looking forward to you know, something new, something fresh. A lot of the games that we've had so far for Xbox One, they were, they, they were more the same. I mean, even Rise, as cool as it is, I mean, it's it's a first person shooter. I mean, we've we've had that so many times, and yeah, it's got the you know different take on it, but it, it's still more of the same. And you know, same thing with ghosts. It's just anyway, forts, all those they're more of the same. So, I wanted something different, something that we haven't seen before, and this game really, really hit that sweet spot for me where the graphics on it are fantastic. I mean, they are just amazing. I love the visuals. You know, you look at the textures of the rocks and everything, and it, and it looks not super realistic, but it, it looks really good, and it looks better than stuff that we're used to in the past. Then I love how you'll be, like, you know, like you guys were talking about, like the running sequences, you have like a little sequence, like really early on in the game where you're, I think going from like, like the old West looking area into like the next section. And you kind of go out into this deserty area and the camera like really pulls back. And then Max is itty bitty and he's running and he's running and you see him like crossing this great big open area and then as soon as you get over into the next area, it, it like zooms back in. So, I mean, this is just stuff that we haven't seen before. And it looks really awesome. So, in turn, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, in terms of like the graphics, these guys get an easy like 12, 13, 14, 15. They, they've done just such a phenomenal job with the game. Uh, yeah, some of the puzzles in the game, because it's, it's a platformer and it's, it's a puzzle, well, puzzler? puzzle whatever it's it's a platformer with puzzles let me just put it that way so that's the type of game that this is and some of these puzzles that they present you with they are freaking clever i I look at their you know i solve these things and i'm like who thought of this thing it's just you know these guys like knew the capabilities of what you could do with all these different things like there was one where uh I drew a branch and I cut off the branch and it fell down on one of those like rising tower spots. And then I used that to push the branch up higher so I could jump on it and walk across the branch and where I needed to be. It's, you know, that was a simple one, but you know, it's just these guys like, I can't imagine like thinking up these puzzles. It's like, well, you know, we'll use a branch in this way. And if you angle it at 45 degrees and, and do this and then attach a vine to it. And it just, it's, it's, it's really clever. And I agree with what Mark was saying. Sometimes when you complete these things, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm smart. I'm really smart. (laughs) And it's like, Oh yeah. All you did was you complete a puzzle on a game. Yeah. you're (laughs) But anyway, 
the I, I said the other day um, I was in a party with Democulus when we were playing this yeah. and I, I did dude I completed something I'm just like I'm the smartest man alive I am so awesome <laughs> five minutes later I'm like oh I suck because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't I couldn't even figure something else out but you do you 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 complete something you finally figure it out and you do you're just like yeah I figured it out you feel so like you've achieved something that's it oh, is yeah. amazing and this is a game that, you know, like I said, uh, it'll be different, a different experience for different people. I think just based on, like, your thought processes, some people might need to play around with some of the uh, puzzles a little bit longer than others. Other people will just stumble into the correct answer, you know, just on accident and, and so forth. But, you know, it, it shouldn't be something that detracts you from the game because this is different. This will cause you to kind of think about what you're doing because I really don't think that a lot of the games for the Xbox 360 or even the one that we've that we've seen in, in some time, they don't require that of people. It used to be back in the day that, you know, you would, you get a, you buy a game, you would have to read like a 30, 40 page instruction manual, at least that's what I did back in the day. You know, you would read this manual and you're like, okay, I'm going to learn how to play this game. Nowadays, there is no thought. You just pick up the game and you start playing it right away. And I think people really aren't used to, like, really thinking about the situations. It's, well, I, you know, I guess you have the, the term Twitch games for a reason, you know, where you're just basically, like, impulsively going here, 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 and here. I mean, this game requires some thought. And it really... Uh, reminded me a little bit of the experience that I had playing Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, where that was the game that came... Was it part of Summer of Arcade, I think? Uh, yeah. The summer? Yeah. And that's that's when it came out, too, isn't it? I think it was yeah, released last, this, this last year. summer, yeah. Yeah. So it was out, I think, mid to late summer, and it was a similar type of experience where you had a, a a game that actually caused you to think, and some of the answers weren't obviously apparent because in that game you had to go through and you had to work. Uh, you had two brothers that you were moving across the screen simultaneously. Each one moved with a separate uh, thumbstick on the controller. And you had some kind of puzzles. Well, I guess what I'm saying here is that if you like Max, you might want to revisit that game because uh, uh, they're both excellent games. But uh, yeah, yeah that, going... that game you can play and complete, and not win a single achievement. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. But <laughs> you still had like a fan... <laughs> but you still had a fantastic time the entire time. Uh, I don't know. So um, I, I really like Max. I, I think one. Uh, one thing to playing the game that is very, very important is, uh, like like Bo said, just walk away from the game. When you get to the point of where you've got the frustration level pretty high, and uh, I don't think it's necessarily part of the game. It's just, or actually, I, let me let me rephrase that. I don't think it's the game's fault that it has like a high frustration level. I think it's just, it's so different. It's not something that we're used to. We're not really used to just sitting there and thinking about something or even contemplating for a couple of seconds what our next move is going to go. We're just doing. And, you know, when you get that frustration level, just walk away for a while, you know, go. I do think they introduce some of that, though, themselves, because, like I said, when you go to hit that marker and pull it up and you know what you need to do, and it doesn't pop right away. 
it there is a time delay there and i think that that causes me more grief than anything because it's like okay i'm ready i know what's coming i've i've been dead 12 times you know it's like i'm trying to figure out can i hold my right trigger to make the marker appear quicker or something because you know, I think it doesn't. I've I've seen it. it's like I'll hit it. It it it's not like it's instantly on the screen. It's almost like it's got to you know he's got to pick it up and he's got to throw it and it's got to materialize. That you can't have that when you're being chased and you're in a right. timed event type of thing. I think that's what hurts it. When you're out of those timed events, then it all works great and the puzzles. I've been frustrated because I'm like, man, I can't figure this out. But I'm not. I'm only being hindered because it's a challenging puzzle, not because the, there's somebody breathing down my neck and I'm going to die in two seconds. You know, that's so I think mm-hmm. that's the big difference is it works great when you're not in the timed event. When you got that time-based okay. thing, it, it, it's all blown out of the water, and I think that's where they they do break it for you. But, you know... It, you just got to stick with it, walk away, come back, and know you got to keep doing it until you get that one lucky. You get it. You get. You just happen to luck out and get the timing. You know. See, I don't know if it's really luck. I think you just do it properly. <laughs> now, how far are you in the game, though? I am. Uh, I think uh, two something. Okay, so you've only gone through one of those, and that was the original one, like the very first one. You're, that thing's what are you talking you. about? Where that big rock monster, the, t- the one that takes your brother. Oh, there was a couple of times he was chasing me. Okay, you wait. You get up to the, the, the slide where Bo's at, or you get up to where I'm at, and let's see if you still feel the same way. It gets harder, and that type of thing where you can't get that marker to pop on the screen fast enough mm-hmm. definitely hinders you in getting it completed. No, I, I know absolutely what you're saying, because... I know that there was one part where you had to run through this whole area and you were being chased and you had to go onto one of those little level elevator platform riser guys mm-hmm. and you had to trigger that as fast as possible. Right. And, you know, it took a couple tries. I think, I'll, at least in my case, uh, the thing that kind of held me back was a little bit of clumsiness with the marker. Just because you're too into running and the excitement, you're like, oh, I'm going to get away and, you know, just getting everything to line up properly. And once you get used to that, I don't think it'd be too bad. Now, I never really paid attention. I I know he holds that marker in this like little um, thing that's attached to his backpack. Uh Uh-huh. Is that the possible reason for a delay? I mean, when you hit pull the trigger, does he actually reach in there and pull it out? Yeah, he throws it. It's like he throws it out. You see the yeah. thing like zip out on the screen, and then your big marker appears. Um, right. Oh I, yeah, that's I, right. I think I really think you've got to get further in the game to understand what we're talking about. No, because, I, I absolutely mean, I know what you're talking through, about. I breeze through the whole first part. When yep. I got to that slide, I think that was probably the really first part of the game I really struggled with. And then I have had through three and four and now in five had areas that are just like, oh, my goodness, this is just, you know, they won't they don't want me to proceed. You know, I, I want to play the game. I, I want to get back in and play it again. 
So I, I need to see if I can get past the part I'm stuck on. But it, yeah. it is a the stuff can't draw on the screen quick enough. I cannot get that marker to appear on the screen fast enough. So again, it's just going to be me keep over and over and over. Eventually, I'll get it, you know. But I do think that's kind of a hampering. I, I don't think that that should be a part of a puzzler. But maybe it is. Maybe it's maybe that is part of it. That's part of the quote fun. Yeah. What? So. What I think I'm experiencing is when it's not a quick time event, you're you're just doing the regular game, he'll throw the marker out kind of like a boomerang. But when you're running, what I'm what's happening to me is I'm running and as soon as I go to pull that marker out, it comes out where I'm standing and then I have to move it with the joystick to the right side of the screen to get to where it's supposed to be for me to start drawing and that's where I'm getting killed. Yeah. So it's it's he's not throwing the boomerang action in the quick time events, or at least on this uh, part three sliding escape thing that I'm doing. Yeah, okay. that that's 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 true. I, yeah, I guess he doesn't um, on those fast ones, but there's still. It's like for me, I still see it like it's delayed. It's like I'll hit it and it doesn't. It's like I want it like bam right there. And it's not, and like you said too, it's like it's never where you need it to be. So then you got to move it, um, and it does become a bit of a challenge. So, but I almost, I'm excited to see the rest of the game. I, I feel like, man, I haven't played it since it came out. Uh, I played all the way up to that level that day, and haven't been able to get past it since. <laughs> I need to try again tonight, and maybe I can. Maybe I'll get through that first time because I walked away from it. We'll see. Yeah. But, so what's you know, the, I, so what's everybody's final? I definitely, Go ahead, Rob. No, I, I definitely wanted to say just walk away from the game if you need to. Do something else. Give it a day or something like that, and continue because it really reminds me of people at work where there. I know some guys are awesome guys, are awesome technical guys. As soon as they're under stress, they shut down, and then they can't function. I think that might happen with this game as well. You know, you're just beating your head against a wall for no reason yeah. with the frustration level and just walk away, you know, give it a little bit of time, relax, play something else or whatever, then come back to it fresh and then uh then you'll do better. In the video that uh that you were showing on there, I mean, if you watch some of the marker action, it uh, you know, I'm sure that's played by a developer that has probably spent, you know, days playing the game like you know i can't even say hours i'm sure it's days and weeks and if you look in there just some of like the marker action it, it i mean it's not smooth i mean there's a couple of spots where it overshoots and then it comes back and uh you know it, i think it's just something that you got to get used to and w another thing that i noticed in uh, at least what i thought was a quick time uh series event you know or just some kind of video clip was uh, early on, it was I think it was somewhere like in mid uh, chapter one, where you were being chased by that creature that grabbed uh, uh, the brother out of the room, and you had to do you had to jump across some platforms. Initially, I just sat there watching, and then I died, and then. I played it again, and I noticed that when I moved the controller, Max actually ran. So what I thought was a video, I actually had some control in. 
So when you see the videos, don't assume that you're just sitting there watching it. I think that uh, in some of those, if you actually you know use your controller, you can actually make it happen a little bit quicker. And what I found was that when I ran in the direction that Max was running, you know, using the controller, I actually got further into the screen uh, that time, and I was easily able to complete the task in that room. Whereas uh, when I just kind of sat there and watched, it was really close. It was. I mean, almost to the point of where you could not uh, could not properly finish it. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy Max. I love the puzzles in there. You know, we'll see what happens when I get into the uh, later levels, and uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about it next show. Yeah, we'll see if you still love it. <laughs> I'm um, sure. Don't don't get me wrong. I I think no, it's no, a fantastic no. game. I do love it. Like I said, I think everyone needs to buy it. I think it's worthy of a buying. It's a beautiful game. It's a fun game. It is something different. It it just everybody needs to know there is going to frustration will come with this game. Be prepared for it. Okay, yeah. if you can handle it and you can be prepared to die a bazillion times, you know, then by by all means get this game. I want to finish it and I will plan to go back and probably play it again. It's, uh, you know, it's it just it's very fun. So overall, oh, yeah. it is more fun than frustrating, but just yeah. be prepared for those moments. <laughs> and it, it is by no means a kiddie game. No. It is challenging <laughs> and, I mean, mentally challenging as well as, you know, testing your reflexes. There's, there's some of those little, like, watcher eyeballs where I just look at them like, how do you get there? I've had some I couldn't get to. I, couldn't, I don't know how to get to them. Uh, I did have one where I figured out I had to make a branch, a tree branch, and make it like a certain shape, and then cut it and move it so that yeah. I could get up on the branch and then get to where I need. Yeah, it's, you know, and then of course I was like, man, I, think I, I know I which one you're talking earlier. about. So I've got some I need to go back and find, but so. Yeah, because. Excellent game. Excellent yeah, game. Yeah, there, there was one, I think it's the same one you were talking about, where I made a branch kind of roughly in the shape of like uh, a square. <laughs> <laughs> and I cut it and I had to move it on top of one of those little elevator guys and then I stood on it while it like teeter-tottered back and forth <laughs> moved it up and then I could jump to get the uh the yeah. eyeball dude and there's there's but, one where I had to make a tree branch like in a circle so that I could cut it and roll uh, get it to roll and I'm I'm just like things like that just yeah I mean the the way they've designed it the things they come up with the way to make you think it, it's it's not what you would normally think it's it's really neat i've really loved as i played through i'm just like that is so awesome what they made you you know what you had to do to get past it so um yeah it's cool and it's 15 bucks that is a deal yeah it's Uh oh so but we need to move on we've we've been on max for a long time and uh i want to make sure we're hit under two hours and we're fast approaching so we're going to move on. We're going to alter here. So uh, if everybody's got this next story up, we're going to talk about the best of 2014 because, you know, this is the end of 2013. Next week, Rob and I will probably, and um, uh, BJ Swick 33 is going to join us next week. And we'll probably do our end of the year, game, you know, what was the game of the year type of stuff. We'll probably discuss our favorites. 
Um, but what I'm more interested in really is what's coming out in 2014. So we're going to talk about, there's quite a list of stuff coming here. Uh, this is all off the Xbox Wire page, and we're going to talk about all of these and share a little bit of information on each one. So get you guys excited about what's still to come in 2014. So the first one is, uh, let me switch my screen, it's called D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die. This is from Microsoft Studios. This is from the creator of Deadly Premonition, uh, Hidetaka Swery65, um, Shihiro, along with Access Games, presents D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die. It's an interactive and episodic mystery series that fully utilizes connect with seated gameplay and voice recognition. Players assume the role of a detective with the curious ability to drive back in time as he tries to solve his wife's murder and prevent it from occurring. And I, we saw this one at E3. They showed this. It was like that cel-shaded comic book-looking uh, yeah. game. So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, I remember they made a big deal out of uh, the dude that was doing this with a Swery 65. Yeah. So. And when you look at the image that we're looking at right now, it really reminds me of like one of those... Uh, Weird, like Japanese, like relationship games. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know it's about like, those. <laughs> oh, come on now! You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> come on, you're in high school. You're trying to get a girlfriend. <laughs> Okie dokie. How yeah. about the next one, Rob? <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. Uh, this is one that we've talked about a little bit uh, on the show in the past. Uh, it looks looks amazing. And uh, The Division uh, takes place in New York three weeks after a lethal virus uh, w- was released on Black Friday and it swept through the city. One by one, basic services have failed. Society has collapsed into chaos. The president invokes presidential directive 51 and The Division, a top secret unit of the self Supporting tactical agents, uh, unit of self-supporting tactical agents is activated. When the lights go out, their mission begins. Where you discover a persistent online open-world New York, where exploration, combat, and RPG player progression is essential. So uh, this this one should be pretty interesting. Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely a, a new spin on things. So that was the division. The, uh, the next game is Dragon Age Inquisition by our favorites, EA. <laughs> Yay! Explore a vast fantasy world at the brink of catastrophe in Dragon Age Inquisition, a next-generation action RPG where your choices shape and drive the experience. In this upcoming video game from BioWare, makers of Mass Effect 3 and Dragon Age Origins, you'll make your mark in an expansive story-driven world filled with complex characters, challenging combat, and difficult decisions. A cataclysmic event has plunged the land of Thetis into turmoil. Dragons now darken the sky, casting a shadow of terror over a once peaceful kingdom. Mages have broken out into an all-out war against the oppressive Templars. Nations rise against one another. It falls to you to restore order as you lead the Inquisition and hunt down the agents of chaos. Your choices will forever change the Dragon Age. I think Dragon Age fans will be happy to have another a new game in that series. Yes. 
this one is one I'm looking forward to, uh, Dying Light by Warther Brothers Interactive Entertainment. This is a first-person action survival horror game set in vast and dangerous open world. During the day, players traverse an expansive urban environment overrun by a vicious outbreak, scavenging the world for supplies and crafting weapons to defend against the growing infected population. At night, the, hunted become, the hunter becomes the hunted as the infected become aggressive and more dangerous. Most frightening are the predators, which only appear after sundown. Players must use everything in their power to survive until the morning's first light. This game really looks like, and I think it, if I recall, it's being done by the same studio that did a, a Dead Island. It reminds me of Dead Island only with um, uh, like parkour uh, options. Uh, I saw some videos that, like they were just you can kind of go anywhere you want, and there's these you know you have the ability to climb up buildings and get to roofs and do some parkour movements and stuff. So it, it looks like Dead Island taken to the next stage. So I think Mirror's it's going to be... Yeah, kind of, yeah. Take, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not as much Mirror's Edge, yeah. but with, with some of that uh, more of, um, maybe more Brink style, which had a little parkour, um, but not not as much as the uh, Mirror's Edge, but it definitely looks like a great game, so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to this. And uh, speaking of... That island, I saw Riptide on Amazon for nine bucks today. Sweet. Check it out. I mean, that's that's a heck of a deal right there. And Riptide's an easy one thousand. Yeah. So even I one K'd it, and it's fun. Absolutely a fun game. I loved it. Yep. All right. So next one uh, is uh, EA's back at it, and this time with uh, EA Sports UFC. Um, with its first new major sports league partnership in over a decade. Uh, this is going to be a next generation of uh, fighting built for the Xbox One by the team that did uh, Fight Night. Wow, that's kind of a, a blast from the past. Yeah. Yes, that was on the original Xbox, wasn't it? Or was uh, it on the 360, one of the launch Fight titles was early on, the, on? I think it was one of the 360 launch titles, wasn't it? Okay. I don't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> so, powered by EA Sports Ignite technology, EA Sports UFC brings the action, emotion, and intensity inside the octagon to life in ways that were never before possible. How about that? The next generation true player motion not only showcases the diverse, powerful, and fluid attacks of elite mixed martial artists through precision movement, dynamic striking, and strategic submission battles, but it also brings the combatants to life with full-body deformation and real-time exertion. The simulation of human intelligence takes leaps forward with strategic and adaptive MMA systems and is expressed through the most realistic characters ever created in a sports game. And uh, I, I do got to say that, I mean, other than like like looking at the picture of this dude here, uh, I mean, other than like kind of a weird look on his face, I mean, he looks real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he just does. got kind of like a kind of like a, a blank stare because they can't seem to get like eyes right in games yet. They're cl- getting closer. But uh, yeah, it looks realistic. Um, so. Fight Night 2004 did did come out on Xbox and PS2, as well wow, as Fight so. Night Round Two and Round Three. Round oh, Three yeah. was the 360 game, along with Fight Night Round Four and Fight Night Champion. So you were correct, sir. Yeah, so I remember playing that game uh, with 
like Muhammad Ali, I think, was the one I loved playing with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there. He's awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Moving on. The, uh, the Elder Scrolls Online Bethesda is the latest chapter of the award-winning franchise, bringing the legendary experience online for the first time. Whether you play with your friends or adventure alone, the game's innovative combat system allows you to focus on action and tactics, not the UI. Use any weapon or armor at any time. Customize your abilities to play out the way you want to uncover the mysteries of Tamriel and seek heroic quests on your own terms. Explore the far reaches of Skyrim, the mysterious lands of Morrowind, the sprawling metropolis of Daggerfall, and beyond. The choices you make from the alliances you join, the battles you fight, will shape your destiny and the world of Tamriel. So, That's going to wow. be a huge hit. Bring yeah, it all together. A... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like those are like blasts from the past there. Morrowind, Daggerfall. Mm-hmm. Wow. Each one massive in its own right. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Merged together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, so for my next one, this game is the next generation of the best-selling Connect franchise, Connect uh, Sports. This is Connect Sports Rivals. Yeah, I'm doing a little. Um, this game will bring your favorite sports back and reimagine ways to deliver new sports and events made possible only with Xbox One's revolutionary technology. Connect Sports Rivals puts you in the game like never before, tracks your movements and expressions with incredible accuracy, and offers never-ending competition with your friends and rivals. The all-new Connect can blah, 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 blah. Just, that's all a bunch of PR stuff. The the <laughs> game is coming out 2014, so you can check out the preseason stuff now. That's available. Yeah. All right. Next is Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes by Konami. Uh Basically, it's Metal Gear Solid on Xbox One. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, we're looking at uh, Spring 2014 uh, is the first segment of the Metal Gear Solid 5 experience and prologue to the larger second segment, uh, which is Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, which is going to be launching uh, sometime after that. Uh, Ground Zeroes gives core fans the opportunity to get a taste of the world-class production's unparalleled visual presentation and gameplay before the release of the main game. It also provides an opportunity for gamers who have never played a Kojima Productions game and uh, veterans alike to gain familiarity with the radical new game design and unparalleled style of presentation. Metal Gear Solid franchise has enter, entertained fans for decades and revolutionized the gaming industry. Kojima Productions once again raises the bar with the Fox Engine, offering incredible graphic fidelity and the introduction of open-world game design in the Metal Gear Solid universe. This is the experience that the core gamers have been waiting for. Believe it. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain. I remember that uh, image that they leaked. Remember that? Where you yes. really couldn't see what it was. So I guess that was correct. Yeah. Because I think it was Phantom Pain. Yep. All right. And this next one's going to push the Xbox One to its limits. <laughs> <laughs> one Minecraft. block at a time. Minecraft. <laughs> Xbox One Edition will deliver the Minecraft experience to Xbox One. Building off the hugely successful Minecraft Xbox 360 Edition, 
This edition will give players larger maps for bigger adventures, expanded multiplayer features, and feature enhancements powered by the Xbox One platform. Wow. Hope it can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, uh, another EA title. Prepare your pea shooters. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare delivers the best-in-class multiplayer shooter experience with the fresh humor of the wildly popular Plants vs. Zombies series. Ugh. <sighs> Powered by the Frostbite 3 engine, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare features stunning 3D worlds blooming with vibrant colors and unique landscapes. Players will take on rolls of plants and zombies across a mind-blowing world that is full of surprises. The surprise will be if the game actually works when they launch it. <laughs> yeah. Zing. I don't think they can blame uh, server crashes this time. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. All right, next one is Project Spark from Microsoft Studios. Uh, you know, we definitely saw this a couple times in the past. Uh, I think at E3, maybe the reveal, all that stuff starting to blend together. But anyway, um, if you're not familiar, Project Spark is the ultimate uh, digital playground for creative gamers of all ages. It's a powerful yet simple way to build and play your own world stories and games. You share your creations with a dynamic community and play what the community makes. Uh, it brings creation to life and presents endless opportunities for play. Uh, it's going to be a free digital download available across a whole bunch of platforms, including Xbox One, 360, and Windows 8.1. Project uh, Spark lets creators carry over in-game progresses or progress from one platform to another while providing new ways to interact with Kinect and Xbox Smart Glass Pass. Okay. <laughs> Not interested. Yeah. Sunset Over Sunset Overdrive, Microsoft Studios, and Insomniac breaks the mold of traditional shooter games by delivering an open world that can change every day, influenced and inspired by the game's community of players. Developed exclusively for Xbox One by Insomniac Games, Sunset Overdrive is an always changing open world shooter set in the not so distant future where a catastrophic event has left your city overrun by mutants. With an arsenal of kick-ass, overpowered weapons and a knack for traversing the city with hyper-agility, it's not the end of days. Your story is just beginning. All right. And then we got Thief. Uh, this is by Square Enix. So Garrett, the master thief, steps out of the shadows into the city. In this treacherous place where the Baron's Watch spreads a rising tide of fear and oppression... Uh, his skills are the only things he can trust. Even the most cautious citizens and their best guarded possessions are not safe from Garrett's reach. Okay. Uh, next one is Titanfall from EA. Again. And Respawn Entertainment. Uh, basically just another boring robot game. <laughs> next? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's crafted by one of the co-creators of Call of Duty and other key designers behind the Call of Duty franchise, Titanfall delivers a brand new online experience that combines fluid, fast-paced multiplayer action with heroic set-piece moments found in traditional campaign modes. Set in the near future on a distant frontier torn apart by war, Titanfall drops players in the middle of a conflict between the Interstellar Manufacturing com uh, Corporation and the Militia. The action is rapid and varied, featuring parkour-style wall running, massive double jumps, and the ability to hijack titans. The freedom 
to shift back and forth between pilot and titan allows players to change tactics on the fly, attacking or escaping depending on the situation and extending the action vertically to new heights. I'd probably say this is probably one of the most anticipated games that's going to be coming out this spring. You could probably say that. Yeah. Not by a little, by a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's Titanfall. All right, Warface by Crytek, going back to the Wayback Machine. Warface Xbox 360 Edition is a global free-to-play online first-person shooter for the Xbox 360 created by Crytek. Powered by the CryEngine, it offers intense online, cooperative, and competitive multiplayer action sent in the near future. Players engage in thrilling multiplayer battles on the front line to solve the conflict between the elite Warface and Blackwood forces. Warface Xbox 360 Edition keeps gameplay fresh and exciting by providing new content on a regular basis, including daily cooperative campaign missions and a continual supply of new maps, weaponry, boosts, and more. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that yeah. pans out. So, it'll probably be pretty good. I've seen some shots of this thing, and the game looks pretty good. All right. Uh, Watch Dogs by Ubisoft. Uh, you get to play as Aiden Pierce, a brilliant hacker whose criminal past led to a violent family tragedy. On the hunt for those who hurt your family, you'll be able to monitor and hack all who surround you by manipulating everything connected to the city's network. In Watch Dogs, this system is called the Central Operating System, and it controls almost every piece of the city's technology and holds key information on all the city's residents. Access omnipresent security cameras, download personal information to locate a target, control traffic lights and public transportation to stop the enemy, and more. Uh, this one is one we were hoping to be playing by the end of this year but it was delayed so uh we'll see when we're going to get it in 2014 but hopefully probably yep. in the, the first part of the year would be my guess yep so next one is the witcher 3 wild hunt uh from cd project red uh it's a unique combination of non-linear storytelling and open world exploration a fantasy rpg focused on player choice tactical combat and an immersive environment spinning the tale of uh, geralt of rivia a professional monster hunter witcher 3 aims to attract gamers with a mature and compelling narrative told like no other with over a hundred hours of handcrafted core and side quest gameplay witcher 3 redefines the genre uh, shaping the next generation of rpgs this game doesn't look very good at all though (laughs) (laughs) and finally world of tanks xbox 360 edition by microsoft studios as the custom-built Xbox 360 version of the global online multiplayer phenomenon dedicated to tank warfare in the mid-20th century commands some of the history's most powerful tanks and experience intense combat. The excitement of battle is enhanced by working together with your tank platoon to win the fight, which puts you in the driver's seat of some of the world's most powerful armored vehicles. Engage in a global online tank combat where team-based tactics and coordination are the keys to victory. So there you go, guys. There is that wraps up um, some big titles coming out in 2014 for both 360 and Xbox One. And I think 2014 is definitely going to be a really great year for games. We've got some cool stuff to play, and yeah. uh, I can't wait to get to it. So with Agreed. that, we're gonna. Did you guys have any further comments or stories or anything you guys wanted to cover before we jump into our community? Uh, then uh, I'm getting nervous on time. <laughs> I've been trying to push you, Rob. Let's go. <laughs> you talked about Max for two hours. Yeah. Uh, oh, anything else from you? 
just 2014 is going to be a great year, and I'm going to be poor by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and we both. All right. So uh, if you want to join our community, we are on Facebook. Just look for This Xbox Life. Uh, email at us, contact at thisxboxlife.com, and also follow us on Twitter. Uh, we got one email in this week, and this was from uh, Tan CN. He says, it's that time of year again when all gaming podcasts known to man sit down and discuss the year's most noteworthy games. I have about seven different gaming podcasts that I listen to on a weekly basis, and this week I have had uh, something brought to my attention. Apparently, a whole lot of people think people are declaring Tomb Raider to be one of the best games of this year. Yes, Mark, I know you two think very highly of this game, and I was just wondering if you could tell me in a very detailed manner why you love this game so much and what sets it apart from others. I never got around to playing it on the 360 and was considering picking it up on the Xbox One, but for some reason I just can't seem to grasp what all the hype is about. So if you would please do your best to convince me this game is worth all the praise it has received. Thanks. Keep up the good work, guys. Um, Bo, did you play Tomb Raider on 360? I did, yes. What what did you think of the game? I uh, liked it. Liked it a lot. Uh, I was a I was a fan of the early Tomb Raider games, so the uh, the reboot was was great. So what what particularly did you like about it? Why why do you think it was so great? Um it it had some of the uh, the puzzle on how to get from A to B type uh stuff, but it um just the graphics, the the fluid movement, the more of the realism and uh, and even the shock value. Um, there's a uh, there was a cutscene in it where she fell in the water, and if you didn't steer her in the right direction, uh, she ended up getting um, impaled on branches, which was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it just uh, it was good. It was um, it was interesting seeing how she became the character that that we started out with in the what early early nineties. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I never played Tomb Raider until this last one, so I wasn't really. Fam- I mean, I knew of the game. I just had never played it before. Well, I mean, just just as far as she was, you know, shooting and killing, and and I mean, just the the typical game character. But this kind of showed how she was the uh, the student that um, through the situation that she was put in, she adapted to survive, and it just showed how she was able to, um, you know, to, to kill without remorse. And it, and it showed that you could see the struggle in the character as far as um, when she had to make those decisions. And, and that was unique. It's the first time I've seen that in a video game. Rob, did you play this one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what did, what did you think? Was it, was it something you really enjoyed? So as far as the Tomb Raider series goes, uh, I was in on, you know, the first release way back when, and I think it was back on the PS1 that I played it, and it was phenomenal. I loved the game. Uh, the games after that, uh, each release, I really, I really didn't care for them. I liked the the series less and less. And this particular game took the elements of the first game that made the first game fun. And it added this just intense cinematic experience on top of it where you play the game and there's just times where, I mean, it's almost like a movie. I mean, it just, it it is just epic. And 
Uh, like uh, there's one part where um, one part in the game where you're climbing up this I don't know um, it, it, I forget what it was it's it's like something like in Thailand or something you know where you know you get like the um, those uh, buildings on the side of the mountains mm-hmm. it's just like you're climbing up this thing and it's like this is just like from one of those like action movies and. It, it is so well done that, like, it all comes together so perfectly. And just the, what they were able to do, even with the graphics, you know, even on the 360 is impressive, where, you know, as she goes, you know, further through the level, you know, she gets, like, dirty. You know, you get, like, smudges on the skin, and then she falls in the water, and they're, like, gone. I mean, just like just attention to detail, and it's just a lot of fun, and and you're really like concerned for her, and it's just it's it's so well done that that's why I think the game is uh, uh, just um, so high on everybody's list. It's like you play the game, you're like, I understand, I, I know why. Yeah. Um. So I think my thoughts are this was my game of the year until Splinter Cell Blacklist came out. And that Splinter Cell Blacklist became my number one favorite game of the year. Tomb Raider is still solidly number two. Nothing else surpassed it. Um, this was a fantastic game. I like what I liked about it was like it's like a shooter, but it's also like an adventure game. Um, it reminds me of Uncharted series. I, I felt like I was playing like an Uncharted game on oh, my yeah, Xbox. Absolutely. That's that's yes. what it reminded me of. So. Uh, Tansy, and if you've played Uncharted, this is like uh, about the best you can get, in my opinion, uh, on the Xbox, as close as you can to an Uncharted game. Um, I love the cinematics. I love the graphics. They look great. I loved the puzzling parts uh, when you were in yep. the tombs. I liked trying to find the different uh, stuff that you, you know, there was a, the collectible aspect, um, but it was made a little bit easier by... Um, uh, you had was I don't remember what it was some kind of vision mode that you could go into and I don't remember oh yeah uh, yeah uh, like a sense or something I can't remember how it worked within the game but um, I loved the story the story was fantastic how you saw this character grow how like Bo said how they struggled with killing and by the end of it it's, it's like it's a pure survival thing and it's like because of her lineage. It's like all this stuff kicks in that's kind of like in their blood. You know, I can't remember Laura or because she's a Croft, right? You know, I think you hear that. Well, you're a Croft. Well, this is like her first experience into this world. Um, So, yeah, she's kind of forced down a path she probably never expected. And she's she you get to see her become the, quote, Tomb Raider, if you will. So it's kind of neat to see that character develop from the start. Um, the game was absolutely done. I don't recall it. I mean, it's, this was this game came out the beginning of the year. I, I'm sure there was something that was glitchy about it, or maybe, but I can't remember anything that I had a complaint about. Nope. Um, I, I I can't, and I'll have to go back and listen to like one of the shows where we talked about it at the beginning of the year. But I'm sure there was something. But I think this is one of those games. that's like I had to really look really hard for something to ding it on because the game was that fantastic um it it just you know i think my only complaint was that all their dlc was multiplayer 
I didn't the multiplayer was the multiplayer was horrible. This is a campaign single player experience. You buy the game for the campaign only. And that's and it, and it delivered in every aspect. So um I would recommend buying the, the Xbox One edition. I will probably I'm actually considering buying this game again on the Xbox One and playing it again. That's how good I think this game is. Um I don't think you'll be disappointed if you like adventure games, you like the Indiana I mean, it's like it's like Indiana Jones uh Uncharted, you know, it just kinda has that adventure excitement uh in it. It's just a fantastic game. So hopefully we've uh, now you've got three opinions. All of us absolutely love the game and uh hopefully that'll help you uh with your decision. So uh, let us know if you do end up getting it and playing it. Be sure to write back and let us know what you think. I'd really like to hear from you. So with that, we've got uh, we're going to wrap this up because I think we hit I think we went over two hours. But uh, we got one game coming out this week, and that's Halo Spartan Assault on Xbox One. So that comes out on Christmas Eve. Um, again, if you will remember to support our community by buying everything that you can from Amazon.com. Uh, using our affiliate link, we'd really appreciate that. And uh, we're hoping 2014 we should be having some uh, some giveaways, some gift cards and stuff, so you can guys get some free stuff from Amazon. So we're looking forward to that. Um, with that, I, I'm out of here myself. Uh, did you guys have any last comments? Nope. Just uh, everybody have a happy holiday. Coming Merry, up Chris- and, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We'll, yeah, well, I guess we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> That's right. Where we'll tell you Happy New Year. All right. Well, <laughs> I am Mark. Uh, oh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please rate us five stars. Um, I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. I'm taking off. I'm Rob, also known as Prestar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas and all, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Uh, Vince for Loki, and Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>